Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Scott Cam Moon. Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, cutting it up about the Oilers' win last night, 4 nothing over Winnipeg in the preseason opener. Busy schedule here for the team. Five games in seven days, so should be a reasonable amount of roster turnover game to game. If you were listening last half hour, you heard uh, it's going to be Reed Schaefer, Marcus Niemelin, Linen. Jake Vertanen will play again tonight. So will James Hamblin, Tyler Benson, Noah Philp as well. So uh, not a, a wholesale shuffle of the deck, but uh, quite a few new names for you to listen for tonight at 8 o'clock when the puck drops. We'll also tee it up with Everett Fitzhugh after the 1 o'clock news. But right now, right now, let's go to John Shannon. Oh, we don't have John Shannon? Okay, well, uh, we can we can stall a little bit longer. That's right. That's, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect day to have a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I need to sell in the meantime here? Uh, <laughs> actually, as a matter of fact, why not? Let, let's get to NHL today. It's not a, a great idea. Our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Uh, Brock Besser going to miss three to four weeks following hand surgery, an injury that he suffered at, at training camp. Oil Kings dropping both games of home and home with Red Deer this weekend. That opened up the 2022-23 season. 5-2 loss Friday night, 5-3 on Saturday. So Thursday, it's Regina coming to town and then Edmonton hits the road for a, uh, a six-game road trip. They're out in Saskatchewan, and then down they go for that Washington State roadie. I imagine they'll have a cup of coffee at home first before jumping back on the bus. But That's a lot of road games. That's a long road trip, I'm yep. sure. All right, sounds like we do have a connection with our NHL insider, John Shannon, making his regular appearance for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy, legacy heating and cooling. How are you doing today, John? Great, boys. How are you? 
Excellent. Thank you. We're we're over the moon about the fact that it's it's not just projection oh, season. Oh, pardon and, the pun. And, uh, <laughs> pardon the pun. Was, I love it. That was uh, that was non intentional. <laughs> we're done with with prognosticating and guessing and all this stuff. We can actually talk about some on ice performances and and pretty strong ones last night. Continuing forward with uh, some of Edmonton's top prospects. So let's lift the lid here and kind of continue down the path uh, that we did to open the show and and just. Strong performances as they were in Penticton by the likes of Dylan Holloway, you know, Marcus Niemelainen as well. And and I guess I'll ask you, John, this, you know, how much is it worth reading into at this stage of the game when you see Holloway uh, with a performance leading the team in shots, leading the four-checking effort, that sort of thing? Well, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but um, not much. Uh, I just think it's way too early. Uh, this is not a, uh, a sprint at all. This is a marathon when it comes to guys like um, Dylan and, and any of the young guys. Um, and, and you just ha- you have to put it in context. First game out, who was the opposition? How did they play? You know, is it is it a positive? Sure, it's a positive. You have to be thrilled. I mean, I, I think that uh, people would be walking out of the building and management or on the coaching staff saying, "Yeah, I'm really I'm really happy." But at the same time, you know, it's a classic case of the single line, it's just one game, and then you have to put in, it's just one exhibition game. No, that's fair. And I had said earlier, John, that it's and it's one thing to be really good at the prospects tournament, and that's outstanding. Same thing in early in the preseason when the, the lineups are... You know, about half and half, if that, as far as NHL regulars to non. And then as it goes farther in the preseason, that, that level's going to go up and you go to the regular season and it's a significant jump. So you do temper your your enthusiasm for sure. But to this point, Dylan Holloway's done everything, I think, in his power to be included in the conversation of uh, playing in the NHL this season. Is that fair? Yes, I would say that. But also remember, he's had, what would you say, 10 days advance on everybody else when yep. you consider uh, the time in Penticton, the amount he played in Penticton. But I, I put it, I put the perspective in it that Kenny said uh, last week as camp opened, is that uh, how is he going to contribute to this team? What, how will Jay use him if he makes the team? What does he have to do? You, I don't think you want a guy like Holloway playing A, sitting in the press box, or B, playing eight to nine minutes. So that means there is that desire to get him on some level of special teams. And when you consider how good the power play for the Oilers will be in the regular season, he's not on the first team. Um, and then there's a good chance he's not going to be on the second team too. So there's still there's still the work in progress of uh, getting him to kill penalties, understanding how to play a role in the NHL. How to there's still a role, Cam, and you know this very well of learning how to be an NHL player, and that's just not on the on the 17 shifts you're going to have on the game. That's 24-7, 365. And so uh, as, as much as I think we'd all be excited that, to have him in the lineup um, and, you know, a, a, a first-round pick, another Euler first-round pick paying off, uh, you, there's just that, to me, that's that just be patient and let it happen. And uh, do I think he'll play in the NHL 
this season? Absolutely. Um, how many games? Good question. When? And I think that's another good question. And we've seen this development route taken before, even I think back to Kyler Yamamoto, for example, comes up on, on December 31st and has a tremendous amount of success the rest of the way with a pretty good uh, set of line mates there as well. So it doesn't have to be October 12th for Dylan Holloway no. necessarily for this to still be considered uh, a successful season, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's a really important point. Uh, I, I really do. And I think Yamamoto is a great example. Remember, though, Yamamoto uh, was up for uh, a little bit of a trial before uh, coming up full time uh, just after Christmas that year. And, and when they did the reshuffle of the lines and, uh, and, and he made such an impact on that wing uh, with Leon, quite frankly. Uh, so, yes, you're right. Uh, that I think that's important. That's where that's where it goes back to being a marathon, not a sprint. Brendan, is that you know we all think you know opening day, opening night, October the thirteenth or twelfth or whatever day it is, and this is the lineup. Yeah, but you know look back at lineups and <laughs> on opening nights in the last five years and see the change from the lineup that finished the season. And so that that process continues for a guy that uh, everybody admits needs development, but certainly will get a chance to prove that he can be an NHLer. Last night, uh, I thought Stuart Skinner in his 34 and a half minutes that he played looked incredibly poised, uh, not overly tested as far as really good opportunities against him. I think that says something for the way the Oilers played defensively, but his game in what I've witnessed from his time in the Western League to when he played the one game against Ottawa a couple years ago to where he is now has come a long way. It's a it's a quieter game. He's in position so much more. The rebound control so much better. And again, I know it's one game, and in his case, half a game. Uh, but to me, it looks like, uh, John, he's making tremendous strides in his development. Well, I mean, I don't, that that uh, that first game that he played, I think the final score was seven to four, or seven five. Yeah, it was right, something like that. Something I think like they that. hit eight. Yeah. Didn't the Oilers get? Yeah, eight it was eight five yeah. or something. Yeah. The but, two point but, conversion. But, uh, yeah, but but uh, but if you remember, Stewart, you know, there was a every time the puck got across the blue line, there was this there was a sense of nervousness in everybody in the building, and you could almost see it through the, the eye holes of the mask. That oh God, I hope I stop this one. Oh, I hope I stop this one. And 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 that learning curve, I think you're absolutely right. The growth between that game and then last season, and uh, we we talked last week that. No one benefited more about being on a playoff team than Ryan McLeod. And I think no one benefited uh, uh, nobody more than Stuart Skinner, too, for just being around the playoffs, going through that run, uh, seeing what Mike Smith went through, seeing what Koskinen did, uh, just to stay prepared and understand and learning the price to pay and then how to keep your cool. You know, and, and Cam, I don't have to tell you, um, that's the one position you have to keep your cool all the time. Uh, and that's the one place that if you look nervous, it will somehow reflect in the way you play the game. Uh, and, and so to see that and to see Skinner, you're right, so composed, uh, I mean, he looked like an NHL goalie. He didn't exactly. look like an American yep. League guy coming up. He looked like an NHL goalie. And that's that's got to be a, a, a real, real 
um, satisfying moment for 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 Dustin and uh, and Jay and and the whole coaching staff. John Shannon, our NHL insider, joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Um, the relationship that seems to already be developing between Skinner and Jack Campbell, uh, these in passing are two of the most congenial guys that it seems you'll ever come across, and now you get them in, uh, in as sort of battery mates in that sense. Uh, I don't know if historically, John, you could think back to just, you know a really symbiotic sort of goaltender partnership, but could you shed some light on just what it might mean for not only the development of Skinner but even you know for for the success of Jack Campbell here for these two guys who are, are really just seem salt of the earth to be in this situation that they are and now for the next five years it would seem well I'll tell you what I don't think there's a better teammate in the National Hockey League than Jack Campbell uh, and, and that's his MO that was his MO in in Los Angeles, that certainly was his M.O. with the Maple Leafs. Uh, and in, in talking to people uh, around uh, the Leafs, uh, that may be the biggest thing they will miss with Jack Campbell. Uh, watch every time he makes a save, he will tap his defenseman on the backside. Thanks, pal. Uh, he, he rewards people around him because he knows that if if he if if they make him look good he has to make them look good and i think that that i think that will that's contagious and i think uh what what jack campbell is is probably uh, as intense a guy but when it comes to being a teammate as easygoing as you'll see and i and i i think you know that's something that skinner can learn from and i think that that that's something that is probably going to be as effective and, and you guys were have been around the team more than i have but all we've heard since mike smith showed up was he's great in the room his intensity helps you know he he's demanding of his teammates and they play better in front of him well that's one way to do it well this the way jack campbell will do it he will get to the same end results by by doing it in such a manner that th these guys will go through the wall for him because he treats them so well and there's no question that a guy like skinner can learn from that as well and you were able to you probably saw him play more last year than i did i i honestly didn't see other than you know against the oilers and and a handful of games beyond that uh yeah it was uh, how was it for him like give me kind of a, a synopsis of what you saw from last year from jack campbell well well let's remember um let's remember how the previous season ended i know it feels like forever ago but bubbles in the bubbles uh losing to montreal uh, no one took the loss in losing that series to Montreal harder than Jack Campbell. Uh, and I think he refocused himself. And for the first 50 games of the regular season, uh, he might have been one of the top three goaltenders in the National Hockey League. He, he, did he have a swoon after the All-Star break? Yeah, he did. But he, by the time the playoff run started by the time that you know the 15th of march to the 15th of april jack campbell was really good and there's no way that anybody could blame jack campbell um for the maple leafs losing in seven games to tampa he was solid he was efficient um you talked about simple movements he was simple in his movements he wasn't sliding and overreacting when jack campbell's on his game he's very rarely out of position 
and he's he's doing it with a combination of being a great athlete, but also being able to read situations. Uh, and that's, I think, an, another thing that is going to be a positive for the Oilers. It, the the goaltending will be, and uh, this is not a criticism of anybody that played goal for this team last year, the goaltending will be much more predictable because they will be in position more often and we'll be able to see the puck more often as opposed to using complete and other physical or athletic ability to stop the puck. A couple more minutes here with our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, seeing the official decision that the government of Canada will um, sort of do away with the border restrictions, in what way, if at any point or at all, will that affect the NHL or, or I guess, sports? Were there any remaining hang-ups or pieces of red tape that would have been an issue that this sort of resolves? Or, Well, uh, I, I think travel. Uh, will be easier again. Remember when um, you know when the Oilers played the Los Angeles Kings in the first round of the playoffs. And Cam, you'll remember this: uh, the team flew to the to Vancouver and bussed across to get on another plane to fly to L.A. Um, and and that was true for a, a lot of teams coming to Canada um, when there was a, an easy border entry point. So, for instance, teams coming to play not just the, the Maple Leafs, but the Raptors and the Blue Jays, they were flying into Buffalo and busing because it was much easier to get across the border uh, through, a, through a car or a bus than it was through an airplane with the, the rules and regulations put, a, put in at, at Customs and Immigration. So I think that's one thing. You know, we were down to two players in the NHL that didn't, weren't vaccinated. I don't think so that, you know, that I'm Steve Eiserman's probably a little happier that he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, so from, from that perspective, uh, by the time the end of the, the playoffs, uh, were over. It really wasn't a factor. Travel will, is probably would probably be the the biggest one. And um, you know, hey, Cam's going to be able to go in the room again. Cam's going to be able to have that interview with the with the goalies and give them advice on how he played the game in Red Deer versus <laughs> uh, how they should play the game. You know, yeah, that's uh, that that will be uh, that'll be nice to see again. It's a what not to do seminar. That's what that would be, John. Uh, and I know it's I know it's Oilers now, but. But we've got you on the line, and, and I need to ask, John, and you're, you're, you're close to it. Are the Blue Jays going to do anything here in the playoffs? That's, that's what I really want to know. <laughs> I know you're, you've been on pins and needles. Yes. Uh, you've been on pins and needles, but I, imagine if they, where they'd be without Ross Stripling. Uh, True. Isn't it, isn't it remarkable? He's, he's had such a great season. But what, the upside right now, it looks like, they're going to have home field for the first Series, the three game, the best two of the three series. <laughs> the downside, it's Tampa, who are their, you know, their their nemesis. Actually, the biggest nemesis. So playing and making sure you play at home is probably the biggest thing, and 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 that that's really a positive. And that means if you get through Tampa, you're playing the Yankees. Um, and uh, wouldn't that be great? Jays Yankees at Yankee Stadium, and then at Rogers Center, that would be something to watch, wouldn't it? It sure would. Thanks so much for the yep. time today, John. We'll uh, check in later this week. 
Well, I know, and I'm just, I'm just happy that we're able to get Cam's Blue Jays fix in there before the show ends. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, First John. Bears football. Now we're sneaking in Blue Jays. Thanks, yeah. John. <laughs> Cheers. All right, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Remind you as well, some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan and Cam here. We'll come back with some of your tech. 780-496-0063 when we return. WWE taking over Rogers, Rogers Center. Rogers Place. That's that's where things happen in Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the invasion is happening tonight. All the, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, not wrestlers, but rather superstars. Thank you, Derek. Superstars. And uh, yeah. That's going to be a great show tonight. Oilers had a great show last night. If that's not your bag, you can catch them again on the radio this evening. 8 o'clock puck drop live. Are they actually at Climate Pledge tonight? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, last year they did the kind of the tour of Washington yeah. in the preseason. I know they played in Everett. They played in Spokane. Uh, I don't know if they went to Tri-Cities or not. They might have. I don't know. But this time, no, they're actually at Climate Pledge Arena, which is a wonderful rink. I don't think it was finished in time for Pro- the preseason last year, to be <laughs> honest with you. had something to do with it. If, if memory serves. Uh, I'll tell you what, we don't have a road trip there yet, but you can join Oilers now in New York this November. Wow. Watch the Oilers play the Rangers and the Islanders and an opportunity to watch the famous Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. That's a pretty cool one. Uh, the New York package, including airfare, five nights, in a deluxe hotel in Times Square, lower bowl game tickets, and a welcome reception with Bob. (laughs) And special guests, of course. The uh, Oilers Now New York Hockey Tour is available through New West Travel. Give them a call or visit newwesttravel.com. Of course, the Islanders playing out of that brand new rink there on Long Island, and who doesn't want to watch an event at Madison Square Garden? That's an easy one. Well, it's New York. New it's York, the most wonderful place. It's the Mecca. I've I have not been, unfortunately. So it is day. my Disneyland. Yeah. It is one of my favorite places. And now it, it whether it's summer, winter, you get all four seasons in New York. A walk through Central Park is lovely. Times Square, there's always something going on. It's it it's wonderful. Did you know that Reed Wilkins ran the New York City Marathon in 2013? No, I did I, not. I, I didn't either. And then I was uh, enjoying an adult beverage at his house one night. Whoa. I saw the placard on the wall. I said, holy smokes, Wilkie, the <laughs> marathon runner. Who knew? <laughs> um, okay, let's get to a couple texts here. 780-496-0063. Again, it's the Oilers and Kraken coming up tonight from Seattle. Everett Fitzhugh joining us on the other side of the 1 o'clock news. Uh, Kev says we're doing a great job with the music today. There you go, Derek. Appreciate that, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Randy says, uh, let's out there some Oilers preseason losses near the end of the preseason. An undefeated or close to it preseason record is a recipe for a slow start to the regular season. We've seen it happen in many different years. That's from Randy in Brooks. Um... Stephen in BC says it's been a classic overreaction to the first game of the season. And some other texters here uh, hearkening back to the likes of, say, Ty Ratty. Coach Mike, I'll read this one. It is the preseason. Ty Ratty and most recently Brendan Perlini both had incredible seasons. 
Preseason doesn't mean much from Coach Mike. So I guess I'll pose the question to you. In a minute or less, why is the performance of Dylan Holloway maybe more significant than the performance of Ty Ratty in this situation in a preseason? Well, in this case, I mean, Holloway's his runway's shorter in, in that he only played like half the season last year in the American League. What we're seeing now is the first time. We'll see if he can continue it. Hey, I'm with them. Pump the brakes on this. Absolutely. Yeah. This this hasn't proven anything yet. But to this point, he's done everything he possibly can to make a bid for playing on the team this year. At least we're not talking negatives. Lots more time for you to have your say. 780-496-0063. Give us a text. Give us a call after the 1.30 news hour. We're going to send it off to the headlines right now with Kevin Robertson. When we come back on Oilers Now, we'll chat with Seattle Kraken radio play-by-play voice Everett Fitzhugh. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon in today on Oilers Now. Oh.